there's none like him. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you for every blessing that you prepared for us. We thank you, God, for sending your divine healing to make us whole, complete, and lack us nothing. We thank you for the fullness of your presence. For in your presence is the fullness of joy. We thank you for that. We thank you now, God, for right understanding and right relationships. God, we give you praise for that. And God, we thank you this morning for those who are tuned in around the world. We pray that you would let the spirit of salvation take hold this morning. Move upon them. God calls them to seek the Lord in ways they've never sought him before. We give you praise for that. Now, Father, make us one, just as you and the Son are one. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glorious time of the year. <laughs> of course, the only problem I have with this time of the year is that my sinuses don't like it. <laughs> Nevertheless, we have to persevere. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I need you to go to the book of Colossians. We've been for the last several weeks. And uh, we're going to try to leave out of here today, out of this section, hopefully. Hopefully. All right. So I'm just going to read the one verse, verse 23. Bible says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under the heaven, I need to repeat that part, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now, for the last several weeks, we've talked to you uh, about the spirit of insurrection. But today, I want to move on just a little further, and I want to deal with what I call the reckoning. Part one. The Reckoning, part one. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> now, before I move into what we want to talk about, let me tell you what we've already talked about. And perhaps uh, it'll help us ease into where we need to be. Now, I, I, I have to stop and tell you all, you know, I pray for you all Amen. consistently. And I do that because uh, some of the things that you've been hearing is a little hard. Not an amen in the house. <laughs> well, I guess what I would say is, uh, <laughs> if you want to grow, it's going to cost you something. You, you're going to have to put something into it. And, and the something you're going to have to put into it is the right attitude to hear what's being said. If you have the attitude that you want to grow and you want to move up, great. If you want to stay where you are, if you like what you're doing, you know how they did that with uh, Obamacare. If you like your plan, if you like your doctor, <laughs> you can keep him. Now, if you, if you like where you are and you're satisfied uh, living in not enough or just enough, hey, I got no problem with that. But I want to tell you, by the time we're through the day, you're going to be mad. Er. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I, we got to make it light so you won't get mad. Now, last week before last, I told you there are three kinds of people in the world. Three kinds of people in the world. 
This is reviewing now. Three kinds of people in the world. Three. Three. How many? Three. Okay. There's the unsaved person that we call the carnal, uh, excuse me, the natural Christian. We said that that is the uh, Sukikas man. That's the uh, uh, Greek. That is the man uh, who does not have the spirit of God operating in him. There is a lot of people. You know, I like to say it this way. There's more of them than there is of us. But that's okay. Then he says that the second kind of man, all this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, in case you, you, know, you, you weren't here. The Bible says that there's another kind of person. That's the saved person we call the spiritual man. The spiritual man. We call him the pneumaticus man. The pneumaticus man. That man, the Bible says, is indwelt by the Holy Spirit, which is who most of you all are. But then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 1 through 4, it tells us there's a third kind of person that's operating. We call him the carnal man. What? Carnal man. The carnal man is the sarkikas man. He is the man who has the spirit but operates in the flesh. Amen. Now. I will tell you that a lot of folk in church Amen. are carnal Christians. Amen. Okay? So you'll love me in here and hallelujah, glory to God. And before you hit the parking lot, you don't cut somebody out. And come right back next week and do exactly the same thing. Like you don't remember you just cussed out three or four people. And of course, I have to ask you, how did you feel? No, never mind. No, no, never mind. <laughs> and then we tell you this, uh, that rebellion takes place in the mind and in the thoughts. You rebel in your mind before you actually act upon it. In other words, you, the thought is already registering. And when the thought starts to, to register and the thought stays in your mind long enough, you will do it. Every one of us, listen, I didn't say you now, every one of us has had an experience with wrong thoughts that got us in trouble. Huh? Every now and then I know the wife looks at the husband and say, yeah, that's a wrong thought. I should have not. <laughs> I shouldn't have thought that. <laughs> that's a joke now. Come on, lighten up. <laughs> Now, those thoughts, the Bible says, are thoughts that we know are opposed to the will of God, but we do it anyway. Amen. That's why you can uh, sit around and even though you're like right now sitting in church thinking how good it would be if you were home in your bed. Amen. Me too. <laughs> but they get upset when I don't come to church, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> now, the Bible says this. It says the unsaved people walk by sight. You know, that's why so, much, so, so many people today are in debt because they see stuff and they got to have it until they get it and realize they didn't need it. Amen. And then you know what happens in some cultures, not yours. Once you get it, you don't want to pay for it. Not, not you all. No, uh-uh. <laughs> but unsaved people are spiritually blind. They don't have the capacity to hear from God in decision making. See, the sermon is the first thing that you learn. When you get saved, 
the first thing, the first gift that should register in your in, in your mind is discernment. Amen. You know, there's something about that that just doesn't feel right. Y'all know. Amen. OK. All right. But the Bible says that a mature Christian grows in the knowledge and grace of God. And I think I told you last week that uh, in Jesus's case, he still had to grow. The Bible says in Luke chapter two and uh, verse 51, uh, 52, that he increased in knowledge. He increased, which means he grew up. Amen. Can you imagine Jesus as a 12 year old? Figuring out one day, I got the power. If that were you. They would have had to crucify you at 15. But. <laughs> but the Bible said that Jesus went back home with his parents because he realized, no, nah, I can't do this. Amen. So the process of conversion begins with right thinking about God. Now, the problem that most people have is that they have right thinking about God is good. He's good all the time. Oh, I love the Lord and he loved me. You know, we have all that. The problem is, is that right thinking is not just about God's coming in the form of Christ, but it is his dying. It is his dying and his resurrection. That should be the thought process that we have. If we cannot think through the process of resurrection, then we can never understand that we are resurrected being because we were once dead in sin and trespass. Amen. That's why we have to be. And here it is. Reconciled. We're coming back to that again. Now, reconcile is a fancy word for reckoning because there is a day of reconciliation and there's a day of reckoning that's taking place in your life. Now, reckoning is a, is, a, is a fancy word for simply balancing the books. Ah, that's okay. Wrong crowd. No, because most of us don't balance checkbooks, so we don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's exactly that. No, 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 no. That's exactly why that reckoning is a sign of growth, because if you can't listen, if you can't manage a gift that God has given you, there's something wrong with you. Huh? That's why folk, listen, folk in church. In the middle of the sermon, they speaking in tongues. Now, I know you got a gift. But you didn't balance your checkbook because if you had. You would have known on the other side of it that it was out of order. Now watch how quickly this goes south. If I have to tell you out of order, then you're mad and you're ready to leave the church. Pastor, don't recognize my gift. I recognize your gift. I also recognize your immaturity. And there's a difference. So don't, don't, you know, the folks, what they say, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that means. That's what young people say. <laughs> I'm young at heart. <laughs> the unsaved or carnal person. Now, I'll use that term unsaved slash carnal. In your notes, it'll say unsaved slash carnal because unsaved people exhibit a lot of the characteristics of carnal people. Huh? They are, you, know, you know, when you talk to some church folk, you had to go. Really? OK, classic example. I need to stop having classic examples so I can get on to the lesson. Right. Because I'm just reviewing. But classic example. Have you ever had an opportunity to talk to the I don't know, I don't understand, I don't feel Christian? Oh, yes. So 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 is that person saved or not? Yes. 
Uh, yeah, I, I believe Jesus is the healer, but I'm still hurting. Well, you still be hurting. Amen. I always tell people you have to remember. Uh, <laughs> we always have to remember we have that limp. Because we wrestle with the angel. And the only way we got the blessing is we got to have a little limp to remind us. If you are not hurting, you are not alive. See, it's, it is, you know, your body that tells you I'm still alive because I feel something. I don't know if I'm healed or not. Well, why don't we just wait and see? Amen. Okay. Well, I got to. Uh, let me just give you the next one real fast so I can get to the lesson today. <laughs> the beginning of man's spiritual death was his disobedience to the will of God. Now, we know and, and y'all know about the trees, so I'm not going to the trees. But 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 what happened is that when man first obeyed God, the Bible calls this the lie. Now, I'm not talking about the Trump lie. I'm talking about the real lie. And, and, and the lie in the Garden of Eden is how we got to the other lie. I, I'm not supposed to say his name. I said it, I know. That was a slip. Y'all erased that. What they say in court? The jury would disregard that, <laughs> that remark. But in Genesis chapter 3, listen, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, uh, verse 4, the Bible says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die. Now everybody knows, everybody on planet Earth who is saved or unsaved knows that folks die. Do you understand that? And even though, uh, 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 you, you know, we, we believe that people come back from the dead. Have you met one? So, so I'm saying to you that we know that that was a lie when he said you shall surely not die because Adam and Eve proceeded to die. Not only did they die, but they got put out the house. Okay. Because they believed the lie, the first man and woman sinned and experienced immediate spiritual death and ultimate physical death. It took them over 900 years to die, but they still die. The Bible says that uh, since that time, uh, mankind has lived in disobedience to God. Now, the saved uncarnal, uh, uh, excuse me, unsaved carnal multitudes in today's world system disobey God because they believe the lies of Satan. So. Here's what I'm saying to you. The reason that we have sin in the world is because somebody believed the first lie. Amen. The Bible says the devil was a liar from the beginning. Amen. Everything he does is the result of a lying spirit. That's why discernment is so important. So, you know, the truth from error. OK, now today. Good Lord. I say, are you kidding me? <laughs> we start with the term reconciliation. We've already told, told you about reconciliation. It says it's necessary because people are alienated from God. In other words, they are estranged from God. But another uh, paraphrase of that word estranged is non-participating. Do y'all understand? When a person is estranged in a marriage, it's because one of the parties is not participating in the marriage. Amen. And what's happening is now, this is what the Bible is teaching us, that a lot of saints are alienated from God because they don't want to participate in God's stuff. Now, you know, we call that in some churches. Not this one. We call that in, in, in some churches, the, it don't take all that crowd. 
It don't take all that. Huh? Now, 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 when you become Jesus, then I'll let you tell me what it takes and what it don't take. But un, 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 until that day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that says what it takes and what it doesn't take. And I believe it takes all of that and then some. Okay. All right. So the Bible says that there are key, three key terms that he uses here. And I'm going to give them to you real fast because I need to get to where I need to be. The first one he says is enemies. and we were, we were enemies of God. That describes a contrast between God and the people who don't do his will. Uh, the Bible says that those people make themselves enemies of God. When God said, listen, James says it this way to him who knows and does not do is sin. So if you know you're to do something and you refuse to do it. Amen. See, that's some of y'all that's going to do that today. Now, I know you got an excuse and I know you got a reason, but it's a lie. <laughs> How do I know it's a lie? Because what kind of God would you serve that would make provision for you for him? So God says, look, look, I'm going to let you have one hundred dollars. I need 10 of that back. No, you gave it to me. <laughs> it's mine now. Wrong day for this, right? Okay, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. The next word is mine. He says that the problem was in their mind. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is the problem with most people who are in trouble with God. It is a process of thinking, wrong thinking, that you harbor in your mind. And usually, listen, usually the wrong thinking is about somebody. Can I tell you why? Because you are afraid to think what you really think about God. So you try to put it on a person. The person said it and therefore it's the person. But God, listen, if God tells me to tell you something, I'm going to tell you. If you get mad with me about it, I don't care. Now, I know that sounds hard and cold, but stay with me. It's going to get worse. OK, no, 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 no. Because because listen. I'm not going to hell for you. I, I don't care about your little low feelings. I care about your salvation. I care about the fact that you need to be saved, radically saved. And if, 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 if I can say something that causes you to think a right thought, I'm going to say it. Amen. Now, if you are saved, here we go. I'm in your business now. I'm going to talk to you, sis, because I don't want these people mad with me. If <laughs> they don't be picking on you, because then they'd be mad with you. <laughs> if I say something or do something that the Bible says is right and you reject that thought, then there is a spirit that rises up in you. That spirit, then, that spirit, the Bible calls it the spirit of what? Disobedience. And from that point on, it doesn't matter what I say. You're going to be anti. If I say go up, you say I'm going down. I say go right, you say no, I'm going to the left. Amen. And that spirit, then, listen, it takes a hold of people. That's why you can be a 20 plus year saint and still can't obey. And then you can't obey in a simple thing. You know, if, 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 if we gave you something hard to do, then you might need the spirit of the Lord to come in and talk to you. But if we give you something simple, like go over there and sit down. And you standing up talking. Amen. How many of y'all been in, in school? And teachers say, sit down. Yeah, but... I was just fixing it. 
Now, you didn't learn that, you know, at 40. You learned that at four. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I said I was moving on. <laughs> the third word is evil behavior, evil behavior. That's wicked thoughts. Now, now the Bible says that, that these thoughts are, are, are the disposition of our minds. It's the attitude that we carry. And some of us have bad attitudes. I, I, you know, no, but nobody here, nobody here. But some people have bad attitudes. I don't care what you say to them, there's a problem. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. A shot in the dark. A shot. Because we still have people in church who won't take the shot. Now, there are some very prominent suburban preachers who would tell you, you shouldn't do that, shouldn't do this. My problem is this. The Bible says he sent his word and healed my disease. Now, when I hear that term, he sent his word. I don't mean that he put the black and white letters on the paper, but he sent a word from God for me. Huh? Now, I have a mind to process stuff. Folks say, now, I, I, need, to, I, get, I need to get past this. I need to get past. Folks say, well, it ain't been around long enough. Well, it's been around for over 100 years. What? All he did is tweaked it. What? Huh? So you're saying, now you, you're saying, well, uh, I don't know the side effects, you know. Uh, it, it may have some long-term effects. Well, you know what I heard the other day, and I, that reliable source, that polio has come back. You know why? You know why? Because some folks say, well, I don't know what the long-term, now we know what the long-term effects are. You didn't take the polio vaccine? Guess what? We see the long-term effects of not doing. Well, you know about that, that Tuskegee experiment. And you know what they did to us. Well, let's get it right. Don't, don't get it twisted. First of all, they didn't do anything to you. They just didn't treat you for what you had. You understand? They didn't give you syphilis. No, they didn't just treat. They, they just didn't treat you for it. They didn't give you anything that was harmful. Oh, y'all looking at me. No. They never gave people a disease. They just withheld a cure. Now, y'all gonna make me get ugly. Let me tell you something. No, 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 no. See, because y'all looking at me like, what? what, what, what? The reason they live and you die is because they get treated and you don't. Huh? You run around here with blood pressure. You know what? 200 over 100 and you're talking about, well, I'm going to take me some vinegar and then I'm going to go ahead and lay down. And I'm going to be all right. No, you ain't. You're going to die. Amen. I know I got a bad heart, but you know, I, I, I need to have some poke chops every now and then. <sighs> Help us, Lord. I don't know how I got out there, but I'm certainly coming back in here. <sighs> okay, let me try this one. I, I, got, I got some place I can jump off here. The root cause of sinfulness is not evil deeds, but it is the evil deeds that come from your sinfulness. Okay, now that, that's twisted. Here's what that means. That means that the behavior that you exhibit is the result of what was in your mind when you thought of the behavior. 
हाँ? <laughs> I had a good example, but I can't do it in mixed company, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> now, alienation, alienation means that uh, you are separated. Now, we all have evidence. We have evidence that we have people who are alienated from God. All right. When I say evidence, look at Galatians chapter five, verse 19. They're going to pop up there in a minute. I believe they are. But even if they don't, you know what it says. It says the works of the flesh are what? Evidence. What? Evidence. It is obvious. What? The works of the flesh are what? Evidence. Anytime we see you doing stuff. What is that word they told me to use? Uh, different. That's what y'all told me to say, right? Different. They, there's certain words I can't use. You know, slang words for mentally challenged. I can't say those words. So, so, <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, Lord have mercy. So, so the Bible says that these works are evident. I can see. You know, if you're walking down the street with a cigarette, in your, I can see that. I know you're smoking. No, I was just holding it for somebody else. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible says that that sin is a great separator. Sin is the great separator. Sin separates people. It separates, listen, it separates us from God. But here's the big problem with sin is that going back to Adam and Eve again, when they sinned, the Bible said the first thing that happened is they were separated from God. That's why God was called. Hey, Adam, where you at? Uh, that's the urban version. Where you at? I don't know why we do that. <laughs> but. <laughs> But <laughs> but see, when when Adam and Eve were separated, we saw the evidence of their separation. Now, most of the separation, uh, most of the evidence came with their sons, Cain and Abel, because they were also separated. And you see what happened there. Amen. So sin is the great separator. We find that when people sin, uh, it's hard to be around them. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. Come on, help me get through this. God, I'm going to need some of my minutes back, y'all. Uh, OK, because 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 I need to teach you a parable that 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 illustrates what I'm trying to tell you. Look at Matthew, chapter twenty five. Uh, I'm skipping a lot, but I, I, I'll catch up next week. OK. Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25. Listen, uh, this, 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 this is the great, one of the greatest parables ever written, I believe, anyway. Here's what it says. It says, then uh, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet their bridegroom. Okay, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins. So we're talking about Church folk. Okay. Okay. You know, stay with me. Who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And we know who the bridegroom is. So the virgins represent the church. Okay. The Bible says now five of them were wise and five were foolish. I don't really like the math here, but I didn't write this. No, the reason I don't like that, it's hard to think that half the church is going to be lost. He said a remnant, right? Okay. All right. They said those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Now, I'm going to tell you about lamps and oil in a minute. Just stay with me. It says, uh, 
But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Can I read that one to you one more time? Because this is the one everybody misses. What does it say? The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Say what? So I'm getting ready to be king. I don't need just no one for right now. I'm going to take a whole can of oil. In case I run out. In case you approach me in the parking lot. Come on. <laughs> because. Because I might, I, 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 that might be the day, that may be right at the moment Jesus is coming back. So I want to have enough oil. Now, now, verse 5 says, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Now, that's a verse that most people don't want to hear about. That means that you did. Waiting for his return. Okay, all right, I'll move on to that because y'all didn't want to hear that. Bible says in midnight, you all not heard about the midnight cry, right? Yeah, yeah. Ephesians chapter 15, not Ephesians, first, first, first Corinthians chapter 15. Okay. So the Bible says at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Jesus is on his way back. Bible says in verse seven, then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Now, most folk won't get that. No, because, see, when I was a boy, okay, when I was a boy, folks still had kerosene lamps. Okay, y'all don't understand this, right? But if you didn't trim the wick, not only would the flame be dim, but it would produce a lot of smoke. See, a lot of, a lot of saints don't trim their wick. They make a lot of smoke yeah. <laughs> and don't have no light at all. Or as my good friend would say, you have to cut back in order to get more to produce. I'm just reading this. I keep telling you, don't shoot the messenger. Now, that word trim is a great word in the Greek. I shouldn't stop to tell you that, but let just that word is cosmeo. So the word comes from the word we have is cosmetic. They trim it. They, they make it purdy because he's coming back for a church without. Verse eight says, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your for our lamps are going out. Woo! I just need to go and get because I only got a few minutes left. <laughs> Verse 9 says, But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us <laughs> and you. I, no, I need that. I, I just. <laughs> Listen, I, I got to stop. Because, listen, so many folk are living today off of somebody else's anointing. You can't borrow anointing. It's not transferable. I'm going to hang around Pastor so-and-so, and some of that will rub off on me. Huh? No, there are so many people today that believe that. If you are in a certain church, something is going to happen because the pastor is anointed to do that. No, every gift is contingent upon your obedience. It don't have nothing to do with your relationship to me. It has a relationship to him. So it says here, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourself. Oh, you, you slick. You come out here with no anointing. 
devil doesn't attack you. And now you want me to pray for you. Go on to them folk you've been hanging with. Get them to pray for you. No, no, I had to tell somebody one time, oh, Lord have mercy, you got to give me some time back. I, I had to tell somebody one time, they wanted me to pray for them. And I said, I don't know you. Well, you're a pastor. I said, yeah, I'm your show pastor. No, y'all have this, this mistaken opinion that because a person is a pastor, a minister, a bishop, or apostle, whatever, that they can just pray for you and everything. Listen, God assigns people to people. And if they're not assigned to you, they may pray and you die. You get healed, but you do it quick. I don't know anything about you. Lay hands on no man suddenly. Lest you what? Become a partaker of his sin. I ain't, being I ain't gonna be laying hands on y'all know who you are. Now, I, I, you know, I have one pastor friend that always says this way. I, I love him. He always said this. I checked the tithing record. I ain't see your name. <laughs> I ain't gonna call his name, but the best is yet to come. <laughs> oh, now wait, I got, I got, I got, listen, I got three more verses here, y'all, please, come on. And I only got four minutes, see y'all? <laughs> And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in. Those who were ready went in <laughs> with him during the wedding and the door was shut. This is the part I told you earlier that you all think I'm hard. Watch this. And afterwards, the Bible says, verse 11, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord. Open up to us. Look what Jesus said. But he said to them, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Huh? And he says, here's the remedy. He says, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, what Jesus is saying is, you need to be ready. Huh? You have to hold on. Now, let me, let me I'm, I'm, can I give you this real fast? And I'll come back next week and tell you more about it. Okay. Uh, uh, if you promise to, to study next week and, 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 and not let me have to take all my time. All right. The kingdom of heaven is the church. The bridegroom is Christ. The midnight arrival is the second coming. The virgins are the church members. The virgins uh, uh, are people who are prepared. The, the wise virgins. The foolish virgins are people who are unprepared. The lamps, the lamps equal faith or works. Now watch them saying this. If you have faith, then it will be works by showing that you put oil in your lamp. But if it's by works, you have no faith to believe that the oil will last. All right. And then the Bible says this. The oil, of course, is works and the spirit. The oil says that either it's by works because I'm doing what I was called to do or I am spirit led and therefore I'm doing the right thing because God has led me to this place. Amen. The sleep of the virgins, of course, is the sleep of death. 
the tearing of the bridegroom is the delaying of his second coming. And everybody ought to be saying hallelujah for that. Amen. And then the Bible says the midnight cries are called to judgment and the refusal to give all means that this merit is not transferable. You can't transfer the anointing for, to somebody else. Now, now, hold on here, because see, some people believe that if you lay hands on somebody, you are transferring the anointing. No, now, listen, you can pass on a gift, but the person, listen, if I give you a hundred dollars and there's no bank, no store or nowhere to spend it, you don't have anything but a piece of paper. Come on. The only way that hundred dollars become valuable is in Christ. So laying hands on somebody and transferring a gift doesn't mean that you're transferring any anointing because they still can't work the gift. Y'all hearing me? Now, I'm going to tell you something. People believe because I know people say it all the time. Oh, I got the mantle from so and so. Yeah. Okay. All right. That just means you're warm, but you got to. Got to. <laughs> no. Doesn't mean a thing if you don't work it. Does not mean a thing. Amen. Whew. God, mine. And I realize that I'm messing up all of your theology. Okay, I understand that. And some of y'all gonna go out here saying that man is crazy. Like a fox. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. Question is, do you? Hold on, let me finish. I got a couple more. The exclusion of the foolish, the, f the exclusion of the foolish uh, uh, women, uh, virgins, uh, rejected <laughs> is the rejection of the unprepared. If you're not ready, you don't have time to get ready. Can I? If you're not ready, can I? This is a good place to stop. I got one more, though. Let me give you this when I come back to the last. The shut door is the impossibility of the last minute conversion. So I want to say this. The exclusion of the foolish is the rejection of the unprepared. If you're not ready today, if you're not ready today, you don't know what day or what hour he's coming back. Now. Here's what I want to tell you, and I got to stop because I'm out of time. But I am going to finish this next week because it's fun, ain't it? Listen to me. You think universally. And what you're trying to do in your minds right now, in your natural mind, that's why we say unsaved karma. Because in your natural mind, you're saying, well, I've seen the signs. And I realized that there might be a little time left. Jesus ain't coming today. That's what your, your little pea brain is saying. But here's what I'm trying to tell you all. Now, listen to me very carefully. He could come for you today. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I might have some more time, but you may not. Or you may have some more time, and I not. But the one difference between the two of us, see, I don't know your situation. I know my situation. I know I'm ready. See, and I can only speak for one person. See, all that foolishness you're talking about, what God's going to do when he comes and raptures the church, well, you may not be in it. One more time, he's looking for a remnant. That's why he made it five and five. Now, I, I, I want to say one more thing about that because I want to pray for you. The reason that this is so prolific is because five and five, that's half. That's, half, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Now, let me go back to what I told you a couple of weeks ago about that spirit of insurrection. 
Now, we saw a modern day insurrection here in January 6th. Nobody saw that? Y'all must be from that other group. Uh, but, 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 but did you see the signs that were holding? They were holding. Jesus is Lord. Jesus saves. What kind of Christians are these? I can tell you, carnal. Carnal. Now, these are the same Christians. I happen to have some inside knowledge. Who believe that all Democrats are demons. And last I checked. Uh, last I checked. Nowhere in the Bible tells me I need a voter registration card to get into heaven. So if I got a, a now, now listen, I have a sizable number of Christians praying against me because of my political affiliation. That means that they take politics more serious than they do religion. And by the way, I'm an independent. I vote for whoever I think is the best person. I advise you to do the same thing. Not that I'm talking about voting. And I don't care how you're registered, you still vote for the person. Okay. There was a song back in the day. Uh, what was the man's name? James Cleveland. At the song, he said, Lord, help me the whole lot. And see, that's what I want to say to you this morning. You need some help. Listen, you need somebody to stand with you so you can hold out. Because every time you start to feel that pull of the devil, that spirit of disobedience rising up, you need somebody to help you. Now, I'm telling you right now. That spirit, the Bible says, is in the world. It controls this world system. So you have to fight. And I think I told you this a couple of weeks ago. You got to fight. This is not something you can just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm, I'm delivered. I'm good. No, 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 no. This is a war. That's right. You know, it's like, it's, it's like back in the day uh, when the Africans were running through the jungle. You know, there's a 50-50 chance. You're going to have lunch or be lunch. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Just <laughs> but I need you, I need you to focus in that. Seriously.